back uh, to the Connect Together podcast by the Industrial Solutions Network, uh, which uh, Keith Lee Patterson is a part of here in Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. And we're doing a ton of interviews uh, all day and all yesterday. And uh, all the important stuff, we've been talking about safety, uh, modernizing your plant. And one of the biggest aspects of what, you know, that involves almost anything you do in a plant is information, right? What can you do if there is no information? And we have uh, the partner manager himself who's going to try to explain what Rockwell's doing with the information you can get in a plant uh, to you and what they're trying to do. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Bill Persine. That is correct. And it's good to be here. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Um, Where are you from? What's your background? Okay, so um, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, uh, went to school at Georgia Techs and got an engineering degree, electrical engineering specifically, and I've always lived in the Atlanta area. Okay. I've been with uh, Rockwell Automation for about 11 years, always part of the information software business unit or, or sales of the information software products, I should say. And, um, you know, prior to that, I held positions at um, other automation companies, but also uh, in the systems integration. I actually started out as a system integrator. I, I like to say that I used to be a doer. Now I'm a talker. But, um, <laughs> you know, I've actually, over my career... It's I've also a both. doer, too. You can talk and do. Well, yeah, you talk about what needs to be done. <laughs> so, did... Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You, uh, you have more of the life story. No, no. That's, uh, that's pretty much uh, the, the, the most of it. Did you find information or did information find you? Um, it found me. You know, about the time I was in school is when the personal computer first became popular. And so when I when I graduated and went into the industrial automation, that's just kind of where, you know, where I, God parachuted me, I guess. <laughs> and um, my first job was actually writing programming, programming controllers, huh. uh, writing software in, in C++. That was a programming language that was real popular at that time. It's still around, but there's there's much more, um, you know, there's much better environments out now for, for doing programming. But early, early in my career, I was a, a engineer and developer and did automation systems. Well, it's good they have the doer background if you're going to talk about doing and everything like that. I think that's great. Um, so we're here to talk about information. Information is critical. Everyone talks about it. Every, you hear this all around uh, both our industry but outside the industry is about big data, right? You need to get all this data. Data is important. Why is it important and why should we care? Okay. Well, I'm going to start out with a little bit about, you know, at Rockwell, we talk about the connected enterprise. And when we're talking about the connected enterprise, um, the data or what you can do with the data is what I think of as the why bother. Why bother connecting everything, uh, part of that equation. And that leads into really a digital transformation. And we're seeing a digital transformation in a lot of, a lot of parts of our life. Um, you know, Facebook does a digital transformation for, you know, personal relationships. Email was a digital transformation of the old letter, writing letters and sending them in the mail. So when I think about, you know, some of the strategies and technologies that are available together, or are available now, I think of a digital transformation that, that I lived. Um, I'm a lot older than probably most of you all listening to podcasts because you know podcasts is a you know a newer type of thing. Hey, you know about you know about podcasts. I, I was just talking to someone earlier that said they've never listened to a podcast, didn't even know what a podcast was, and I was dumbfounded. So no, you are not old. You know you know what's going on. I try to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> My um, so um, 
the, the um, yeah, my, my, you know, my, my children taught me how to text properly with both thumbs. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, so I, I have good coaching. But um, so you think of about a digital transformation back um, back in early my career. If you want to go somewhere, we had paper maps, or they actually had these things called uh, you know an atlas. That was a bunch of maps. You can think of what? Going on. Yeah, you, 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 it'd be like if you went onto computer printed out a bunch of maps and then stapled them all together. That, that's kind of <laughs> what we used to get. And, and and it had no geolocating on it. You didn't know where you were. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you didn't know where you're going. Um, it, you know, times were dark. Um, they were. I can imagine you'd probably have to, I don't even know where you'd fit a big atlas in your car. Oh, it was, you know, it was, I, I, I had them in the trunk. There, there was just, you know, they took up a lot of room, a lot of your space. And to read them, you had to pull over the side of the road and you got lost. People don't know what it's like to be lost nowadays. Oh, I know. Like anytime someone asks for directions, like, well, Google knows. Like, do you know where you're going? Like, yeah, Google knows. Yeah. It's like uh, asking for directions is, you know, one of the social interactions of the past. You know, kind of like, um, you know, sword fighting, I guess. I don't know. But um, so so what, you know, Google and Apple did is they put the map on your phone. So that is a digital transformation. They took, you know, all that data and they digitized it. So now you have an iPhone and it's readily available. Now that the information is on your phone, you can now apply analytics. So, you know, if you live in the Atlanta area like I do, um, the Google Maps constantly reroutes you around traffic jams or slow parts of traffic or better ways to get to your destination, saving you time or being more efficient, what we like to say, or quitting, uh, you know, improving your OEE, your overall, you know, efficiency as far as getting to where you want to go. So, um, and that would be an example of a prescriptive analytic. So what we're doing as part of our information software component of our connected enterprise strategy is that we are applying these same workflows or these same strategies, so to speak, um, and actually, in some cases, the exact same technology to make our facilities more efficient, to capture the data or do the digital transformation and then use that data for higher yield, uh, less downtime, uh, better maintenance schedules, more efficient um, operator actions, and all these kind of things. So this, this really gets into where you can gain value. And you think about, you know, you think about in the world who owns the different data or the data sources because yeah. The most difficult part of a digital transformation is accessing the data. Mm. When you talk about, you know, you think of point of sale data, you think of companies like um, Walmart and Amazon. If you think of, um, you know, if you think of social data, you think of, you know, products like uh, LinkedIn or, or Facebook. But when you think of plant floor data, you think of, you know, Rockwell Automation. So many of y'all actually have Rockwell Automation data collection nodes in your facilities. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're known as control logics and compact logics. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you bought them for something like safety or something, but the reality of it is there is a lot of data on that plant floor that's readily available to, um, to provide you know, these strategies or implement these strategies for, for increased productivity. So most customers understand that data is important. Almost every human does, right? The more information you can get, the more you can get out of it. So a lot of a lot of our customers, like they're already having the data, but they just don't know it, or just don't know how to use it, or don't have uh, the back end uh, to actually dashboard it. Because I th I thought it was cool what you said is that <clears throat> it's not just that you have the data, so you can as a as a person can understand what to do. It's automatically rerouting you or telling like. Uh, or actually on the program saying like what you need to fix on the application and process, right? Correct. 
it's it's uh, it's giving you advice, automatic or machine learning, as uh, as the folks in the computer industry would say. So the so, how many customers are out there that that are utilizing something like this? Like, because everyone has a PLC or Control Logic. Not everyone, but there's a lot of customers. Are they just not using this data? I would say uh, about seven percent. Wow. Of our customers are actually <laughs> using the data. And how many have a Control Logic? Um, almost all of them. See, that's crazy, huh? Why? Do you so, think? So let's talk a little bit about the first step: digital transformation. So if you ever walk into a facility and you see somebody writing on a piece of paper, for instance, or they print out the production schedule and it's on a piece of paper, or they're writing on a, a board, a chalkboard, which is very common, or sometimes you see you know, printed out um, uh, reports on the hallway that somebody had typed in and actually printed out, but what they did is they read off of handwritten pieces of paper and typed it out. Those are all companies that haven't done the digital transformation yet. So what does that mean? Well, that means their data is not readily available to analyze. It's, it's primarily paper-based or, or very localized. So the first step is accessing the data, and that usually means networking. So, you know, most all the Rockwell controllers, modern Rockwell controllers, and, and a lot of the older ones, um, almost all of them have some form of networking capability. So the first step is just networking your controllers together. And then there's capturing the data. You know, the controllers have loads of data, but it's it's um, it's there for the moment and it's gone. You know, it's not historically logged. So huh. then we, yep. we have technologies for capturing and storing this data. Things like our Factory Talk historian. It's kind of like a giant black box flight recorder for your facility. Yeah, yeah. So it just captures all the data and stores it. Now you've got to provide that of the availability of data. And the availability of data would traditionally be something like putting Wi-Fi in your facility. So what, we, what we're doing here by turning the data, making it digital, the digital transformation, and then making it available, is we've just done kind of the equivalent of taking your paper maps putting them, um, you know, in a computer server somewhere and then using the cell phone network to provide them, you know, at your, with your phone. So that's part of the whole connected enterprise is that same workflow. And it just, it, it hasn't been done in a lot of places. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, yeah. You know, these things cost money. Or, you know, how can I quantify what the return on investment would be, you know, for, for making these type of investments? Or, you know, I, I have security concerns. I don't want people, you know, stealing the secret formula or, or stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's in manufacturing, it's very conservative. However, the, the value gained from these kind of tr uh, digital transformations uh, can be dramatic. That's a good point. Put the price tag on info. Okay. <laughs> I'll put the price tag on info. Okay. So, Because you're right. Uh, it, that info that you get and just storing it, because I can't imagine how many mistakes happen if people are trying to write down data and somehow they don't do the... Uh, they forgot the number or they make the wrong decisions based on something they may have written down because we're all human. It doesn't matter how smart you are. And just the fact of how can you prove if you want to make improvements or modernize if you have no historical data as well, right? Correct. It, so the, it is it is key. You know, I was, I was talking to a customer the other day and they had um, you know, their production line actually went down the day before. And they had about 12 hours of downtime and I think it cost them $800,000 in operating costs. And so the, that, that particular um, uh, process engineer had a historian. They had Vantage Point, which is our presentation layer to look at the trends and stuff like that. And 
he looked at the data on the trends for the previous two weeks up until they had this, this uh, machine crash, and he noticed that there were clear indicators that that machine was going to crash. However, you know, he doesn't have all day to look at trend charts and try to yeah. figure that stuff out. So he said to us, you know, Rock Automation, what can you do to look at my data and notify me when something is amiss? And so what he's asking is he's all, he had done the digital transformation. He had networked and gave the data in, but he hadn't applied the analytics, most likely because they don't exist, you know, they're all, or they're just, be, they're just becoming new right now, you know, available in these kind of industries. But that's, that's the value. The value can be dramatic. And then I'll say there's also some other trends we're seeing in um, manufacturing. One is that we're seeing a thinning workforce. You know, estimates yep. I've seen say that for every 10 people that leave the manufacturing environment, they're being replaced with, you know, four to seven, depending on the company. Huh. And so you're seeing, you know, we need to make people more productive. Yeah. And then uh, you also see a... a um, it's not that. I mean, it takes a while for them to even understand the trends, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's an, another problem is that over the next five to ten years is projected in most manufacturing organizations that you're going to see retirement rates of 40, 50 percent. So here you are, you have a huge amount of experience leaving the facility. They're being replaced with new folks that, you know, they don't know what they're doing yet because they're, they're new, and then there's fewer of them. So how are we going to make these people more efficient so that they can make up the gap. And one of the one of the ways of doing that is by providing connected enterprise or digital transformation or, or analytics uh, strategies um, to this workforce. And, and these work people are typically pretty good at working with these strategies. For instance, they'll listen to podcasts. <laughs> I hope they listen to this one. Maybe I, mean, I hope so. I don't know how many people we have, but they better listen to this one. This is by far the best podcast at Ray Odom in Little Rock. I can guarantee you that. Don't tell them it's the only one, though. Um, <laughs> so I heard you put a price tag on it. It said $800,000. That's it, what it's worth? Well, uh, probably a whole lot more than that. I agree. I mean, that's a bare minimum because that was just the one. It's, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't say anything about the, the workforce and uh, uh, the this gap that they don't know what to do with the trends and stuff like that to help them with efficiency and everything like that it doesn't say even more about uh, how to get the the capital investment and prove that there should be a capital investment if they have to make any changes and everything like that so yeah yeah you, uh, you know expenditure avoidance yeah for instance hmm. if you were able that's to a better way to put it yeah yeah you're <laughs> way you smarter four, than me Bill <laughs> well if you have four lines you can improve each line 20% you don't have to build that fifth yeah, line yeah. so so and start it up and pay to operate it so there's there, there's tremendous value in this and that's and we're seeing these strategies all around us you know um, we're always talking about you know creative destruction that's a, you know the an economics concept of doing things sounds newer. like a metal band <laughs> <laughs> well you know my favorite creative destruction <laughs> I'm gonna steal that <laughs> my um, my favorite example of creative destruction was you think in the 1500s when the loom was invented uh, there used to be weavers and people would hand weave cloth and then one day somebody invented the the, the the loom, 
And uh, Queen Elizabeth almost outlawed it because she didn't want to put all the weavers out of work. Yeah, but, yeah. but the weavers found new jobs, and the overall quality of life improved because it made everybody more productive, more efficient. And every, you know, every improvement we're seeing at now in the case of things like ride-sharing, uh, we're seeing it in communications, uh, we're seeing it in farming, we're seeing creative destruction or what, you know, or new ways of doing things or sometimes what we call disruptors, yeah. you know, improving things. And, and analytics is a disruptive technology that can help us uh, be more efficient, dramatically more efficient. And also, you know, capture uh, expertise because it's digitizing expertise of the of the senior folks that are retiring, and it's making people more efficient because, you know, it, you're able to um, you know do your work quicker or faster or or less. For instance, give an example. If you have an alarm message that says the motor failed, okay, you have to have somebody that understands how to diagnose the problem fixed a problem, maybe it failed because it was pulling too many amps or something like that, and repair it. But if you have a prescriptive analytic that realized that the motor was heating up, that was going to cause it to fail, and it automatically uh, slowed it down a little bit to release some of the load, now you don't have the downtime in the first place, and you don't even need somebody to diagnose it. It just took care of itself. Mm. So that's an example where uh, prescriptive analytics, you know, with a, an, a manufacturing piece of equipment, a motor, can dramatically make it, make it more efficient, require less human input because now you don't have to have somebody go out and figure out what the problem is, or maybe they, even if it told it how to fix it, that would be good enough. You know, it'd still be much more efficient. I'm sold, Bill. As a customer, like, I want to do this. I get the value of information and how I can use this and, and what to do in our plant. What are, what are the next steps to, to get there? What... What should a customer do to take that leap? Okay. So the first part is the digital transformation. And in uh, Rockwell terms, that means put in networking, Wi-Fi, connect all your devices to the network. If your particular piece of equipment doesn't have a, a controller on it, put a Rockwell controller on it, and then hook all that together. Put in Wi-Fi in your facility so you have access to the data. So that's step number one. And I think a lot of folks are doing that. There's a lot of good reasons to do that. The uh, next steps um, are applying some of the new technologies that we at Rockwell are coming out with and, and working on. Uh, some are available today, and to give you an example, we, we literally made over a billion dollars investment uh, this year, you know, in technologies and partnerships to provide better analytics for more efficiency on the plant floor. So this is a huge, huge focus for Rockwell Automation. So I'll give you an example of some of this, the first things that we came out with. One of them is our Factory Talk Team One app. And this is an app that you can download off of the um, Google Play or the Apple iStore. I'll open it up right here real quick if I can find it. And it's actually literally Factory Talk Team One with the, the one spelled out. And in here, we have a couple different types of modules. We have what we would consider human data modules and we also have what we would consider um, uh, machine data modules. So I'll give you an example of a, of a human workflow. Let's say you have three technicians around that facility, or maybe they're in different facilities, and one of them is working on an air compressor. Uh, the air compressor defaulted out. So that technician takes a picture of the fault code or the air compressor, posts it as an incident ID. Automatically, everybody else on his or her team is, are notified of the, um, you know, are notified 
of the, uh, the problem. So let's say one of those folks had seen that before. So then they post back on that same uh, incident ID, hey, all you have to do is make these adjustments to correct the issue. So now that technician goes back and they, they correct it. So what we just did is we implemented the uh, Snapchat instant messenger type workflows in a protected machine huh. environment on the plant floor. And you the said that we couldn't put Snapchat into the industrial world. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, what is Snapchat? But a workflow. Yeah, you're exactly right. What is right. instant messenger? A workflow. Yeah. What is email? A workflow. Yeah. So you can apply these workflows to, you know, just, you know, into our, our life for improved efficiency or what some people would say uh, increasing the velocity of communication. You increase the velocity of communication, you also increase the velocity of fixing a problem. So these are, one of the nice things about this app is it, it's uh, free for nothing. You know, we, it's, a, it's a gift, so free to speak. Free for nothing? People like that? I, uh, free is good. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, there is a standard version, too, that has some other features. But giving an example, some of the other things you can do with this is you can connect directly to our uh, knowledge base. Uh, you have the ability to, you have a team, a team board, which is kind of like a blog. Um, you have the ability, if you have the connected enterprise, in other words, you have networking and Wi-Fi and your, your, your uh, controllers and, and drives are all networked together, you can literally connect directly to a drive and see the drive parameters. You can chart the drive parameters, maybe the bus voltage. You can connect directly to a controller and see the status bits. You can even see some tags in the controller. Huh. Um, if you upgrade to the standard version uh, and you have the factory talk alarm and event server on your network, you'll, you'll start getting alarm notifications on your phone. So these are all things of what we're doing as we're saying, you know, the phone has become a place for you know, workflow efficiencies and increased velocity, we're extending that to, you know, to uh, your equipment in your Rockwell or your, in your Rockwell digital transformation. So that's one example, one technology. But, I think, that's, one. but I think that's awesome. I, I think that gets brushed over a lot uh, with you guys. And I'm, I'm just saying that now is that, you know, I, I'm in the marketing world. So we do a ton of collaboration, but we used to not. We used to be on these silos. We just, in effect, inefficiently like did our own thing in all these different uh, different parts of the country and we're either doing double the work uh, not actually double checking work to see like hey get some contact critique to see how we can actually improve mm -hmm. what we're trying to do so once we move to like uh, say a slack and asana task force collaboration and the slack as a communication collaboration sort of site it has been vastly improved and i think in the industrial world and how people can collaborate on the floor I can't believe people weren't really collaborating like that in the past, and this is a really cool tool that allows them to collaborate. So basically a team collaboration uh, based on uh, what the process and data is, correct? That is correct. And that's awesome. I, I think, and it's free, what are the barriers of people just downloading this and using it? Is there something that they need in the plant to really make this effective? Well, there, there really aren't any barriers. Um, you can download it and, and start using the human data no matter, even if you don't have any controllers. Now, to connect to a, a Rockwell controller to see the status bits without having to open up the cabinet door and put on your, you know, your PPE and all that kind of stuff, you know, you would need networking and, you know, Wi-Fi and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a reason why, you know, to go ahead and put that in there. And there's, you know, a lot of folks worry about this. I hear it all the time, you know, we're, we're worried about security. Networking systems, and we have technologies available that are very, very secure. They have uh, proximity locations. They have ways of keeping track of which device is active. So you can make your Wi-Fi network 
today extremely um, extremely secure with geofencing and you know device signatures and, and all that kind of stuff and and we actually have a whole group of people that do just that they they will actually do a network evaluation and you know make recommendations and also do the work on putting it in most of our uh, CED locations I believe have people that can do that oh yeah of course and uh, <clears throat> so we have information is important most of our customers have the ability to get this information. Now they're collaborating as a team. What's next? Okay. So we're also looking at applying some analytics or notifications. And one of the challenges of, of putting in analytics and notifications is it takes a lot of work. But when you think of Internet of Things, when you think of Internet of Things, Rock Automation is a thing manufacturer. We make things. So you think of some of those things could be like our controllers, our drives, and everything else. Well, we now have another product we call our Factory Talk Analytics for Devices. And some people know it as uh, Shelby because before we named the product, it was actually Project Shelby. So we have the factory talk analytics for devices. You put it on a network. It literally will scan the network. It'll find all your Ethernet, IP, or SIP-enabled devices, and it will catalog them, you know, firmware, all that kind of stuff. It'll also then generate an automatic dashboard. And if it's a device that it understands, it has a profile. So something like a PowerFlex 755T drive. It is now storing about 80 different tags. It has a small historian built into it. It has a dashboard that talks about, you know, motor temperatures and run times and, you know, bearing wear and all that kind of stuff. And if there's a problem, it will actually send you an action card. And an action card, you can go to, you can go onto the device. You know, it has a web server built into it, so you can connect to it that way. Or if you have the Team One, the action card will actually show up on your Team One app. To whoever you assign it to, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Anybody that subscribes to it. Oh, that's awesome. And the action cards say, you know, things like, you know, controller overscan or motor over temperature or, you know, um, uh, du you know, was it network duplex or problem or something? It'll give you. So this is a way you can literally set this up in minutes. It's an appliance. Uh, you actually go online on the uh, portal.rockwellsoftware.com website, order it up. It's a subscription-based uh, pricing model, and you you know you pay each month to renew the subscription. Or if you don't, you can always repurpose the hardware. The hardware looks surprisingly like our regular computer. Just, yeah. It's been um, you know it's just an, you know, we call it an appliance because it has a dedicated purpose. Well, that's awesome. So uh, so that's analytics for devices. We have Team One. What is Factory Talk Analytics for Applications. Okay, so Factory Talk Analytics for Applications, which is not out yet. We're hoping to release uh -oh. it. Uh-oh, today, okay. No, so, hoping, okay. well, we do have it out in the field at beta okay, sites. Okay, cool. And, um, and hopefully we'll have it out by the uh, end of the year. Uh, so what this is, is this is putting in predictive and prescriptive analytics. Now, you know, when I talked about the digital transformation where we are, you know, where we're making the data available, now with this, we can actually take the data and use it to make predictions and you know for you know when a problem is going to happen so i'll give you an example what it is it's literally a module 1756 chassis module you put it in the controller and you put it into a, a learn mode so the learn mode what it's doing is it's looking at the the machine and it's understanding how it's operating you also program it to an outcome and maybe that outcome is your yield yeah. so what that what that module is doing is figuring out what tag 
impact that yield, and then what do the different values mean? So it can tell you, it can give you a prediction like there's an 80% chance that in 10 minutes your yield is going to go down unless you make this change. You know, so and you can even put that in programmatically. So it is using some of the machine learning algorithms that are actually readily available uh, nowadays. Companies like um, IBM and Google spent literally billions of dollars developing these machine learning yeah. algorithms. And then um, in 2015, open sourced them. So if you go on to like the, um, the Apache Spark ML project, you can literally download what is billions of dollars of intellectual property for machine learning, the kind of algorithms that do facial recognition to reroute, rerouting. When I talked about some of the exact same technology, the exact same technology that reroutes you uh, on the Google Maps, you can also use to predict uh, aberrations in your manufacturing. So that's awesome. So now you have the ability to get the data, make alerts, and learn on each device individually, collaborate on a team, so you can even do all those alerts to individual people, and now actually have machine learning to actually help with the process through the whole application of like a, a process and a plant, right? That is correct. To you got the whole you. gamut, huh? And a whole lot more is coming down the pike. We uh, Automation Fair, we're going to be showing all kinds of new technologies, technologies um, that you know the, the business unit won't really tell me about it because they know as soon as they tell me, I'll tell everybody. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, they're busy working on some pretty exciting stuff. So without going into any of these specific uh, products that are possibly coming out at Automation Fair, which is in uh, Philadelphia this year in November, uh, 14th and 15th or 15th and 16th, it's one of those two. Yep. It's that week. <clears throat> and uh, So make sure you get there. Um, it's a massive rayotum, right? It's a lot bigger with just as much as uh, more hands-on labs, more uh, Encompass partners, uh, just more of everything. It's really cool. You should check it out. But before you get into um, any specific products, what is your future or just the future of information software? What is? Where do you guys want to go on the Rockwell automation side? So this is probably one of our highest investment um, areas right now. We see this, the um, you know, the digital physical uh, merge transformation, as as we like to say. For instance, you have physical equipment, you have uh, the digital twin, uh, which is a, a, a you know a digital representation of the physical, and then using that to to apply the different mo what I think of I think of as modern workflows like you know blogs and Snapchat, but providing uh, you know provide those kind of capabilities. Um, on the manufacturing floor for improvements, productivity improvements, quality improvements, efficiencies. And, you know, the results are often dramatic. I I'll give you an example. I had a customer that, and they did a very small digital transformation. At this particular facility, at the end of the week, um, the uh, supervisors or somebody would, would type into a spreadsheet that week's production or how productive they were on the machines, and they literally printed out the spreadsheet and posted it on the wall. And when huh. the supervisors came in, they could see how well they did last week. Didn't really help them too much this week, but they, at least yeah. they knew if they had a good yeah. week or bad week. They can't have a thousand spreadsheets on the wall. Right. <laughs> so what, what this company did is their first step in their digital transformation is they used our Factory Talk technologies to make that spreadsheet live. So now, rather than being a historical last week, it was actually being updated every second. So the supervisors started managing to that spreadsheet. In the first month on this first line, they had a 78% productivity improvement. I mean, they almost doubled their productivity just by making that report live. Huh. Because now the supervisors started managing to it, and they, they, they 
they understood how much time was being wasted during uh, changeovers, and, and by, by uh, changing the work schedule that day, they could improve the efficiencies there. They, they started understanding you know, how much scrap they were actually creating when they first started the machine up. They, all these kind of things that was just really didn't, wasn't impactful to them, all of a sudden, they could actually see the, the report building throughout the day, and if it wasn't building in a way in, that they expected, and they all knew what the report meant because they've been looking at them mm. for, you know, for years, they then, they, they took manufacturing. We, by doing these digital transformations, we did the old Six Sigma thing of, you know, empowered the person who can affect a positive improvement. That's awesome. So information is important, I would say, right, Bill? Well, it's my whole career, so it's um, it's it's definitely the most important thing in the world. Of course. (laughs) Bill, are you on Snapchat then? I am. (laughs) We will not send that out today. (laughs) No. No one needs to know Bill Snapchat, but I'm very impressed. I use it just for with your family or your friends or. Yeah, you know, I I do that kind of stuff to um, you know to what do you call it. Uh, um, you know, find out what my children are doing. Yeah, they, you know, there in, you in go. the old days, uh, used to I guess used to go outside and holler their names. Now I, I instant message them or something to, uh, to tell them to come home. There you go. Information. <laughs> find out what your children are doing, or find out what your employees on the plant floor are doing, and what your fellow employees are doing to help uh, uh, better the production efficiency of your plant. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, again, uh, this is Bill Persign, the information software. Partner manager, guru, partner manager, uh, one that le- that's leading the charge. Um, uh, Rockwell Automation obviously is one of our uh, biggest partners uh, with the Industrial Solutions Network and the Keith Lee Patterson locations. Um, information is on the forefront. This is important. And uh, if you have any questions, um, you don't have to necessarily talk to Bill. You can talk to any one of our solution consultants at Keithley Patterson and uh, the Industrial Solutions Network, and we can talk you through all the uh, of what they're doing at Rockwell Automation and what you can do. So uh, thank you so much, Bill, for being on this. I hope you're having a good time here at Ray Odom. Having a blast. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> that was fantastic, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being on. Thank you.